and we're good. We're live. We're live right now. We are live, man. man we just that go, was fucking. We whoa. go right into it. <laughs> so, no intro. We're just fucking. All right. All right. No. Cool. Yeah. No. 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 Oh, intro. here we go. Here. Today's right. podcast not sponsored, so we're just gonna. All right. right to the Bruce, what's up, guys? So, Eric, is it Giannini? Yeah. Yeah. Giannini. Okay. okay. So, Eric, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> this is gonna be your. Uh, you're, you're definitely your best one. Yeah. Guaranteed. <laughs> so we've got. A uh, jiu-jitsu purple belt, a karate black belt, God knows what other certifications um, you've got, like NA, uh, official NRA instructor, right? Pussy smasher. Just, there's so many. <laughs> there's just so many different You know we have the say. explicit tag, so you just went right <laughs> oh, into I it. Do. Yeah, I had to. <laughs> this is great. This is Podcast, great. Fellow podcaster. Yep, yeah, I have a podcast. So we'll get into all that. Um, so first of all, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm How's the... A little, little sunburnt. I know you. But you, you, that, you look pretty beat red. It was rough today, Jitsu man. I feel like I was wearing a cheese grater. So oh, rough. It was that's rough. the worst. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was terrible. Jeez. It was fun. It was fun though. We, we, we did, had a good class. did wearing the uh, the long sleeve rash guard oh, help? Yeah, it helped a lot. It, it helped a lot. Yeah. I can only imagine like gi material. Dude, rubbing. Paul smacked right in the back though. I'm so glad I had the rash guard on just to get a little <laughs> extra, dude. Because he like Rick flared me in the back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Damn. Yeah. Um. So I've never. I've never really um, gotten your origin story, man. Like, what what got you into jujitsu? And also, oh, this is great. beyond that, this like, what got you beyond that? Like, you're you're like, I mean, we joke around a lot and all yeah, that, yeah. but you like, legitimately are like a dedicated martial artist. Like, yeah, you train 100%. a lot of 100%. a lot of disciplines. You train tactical. You yeah. train everything. So. You know that's definitely your life, and jujitsu's a, a pillar of that, it's but it's not the big, only yeah. thing. So, what first? What got you into jujitsu, and then okay. secondly, like this is a great story. You'll what love got this you story. All now. this, so yeah, yeah. So, you're, you're gonna love this story. So, um, my dad has known Paul for quite some time, you know, because they both were like OGs in Orlando. Like mm-hmm. Paul kind of started MMA here, my dad started the kickboxing here. Mm-hmm. So it was like they both they both knew each other for a very long time, right? And so um, I got into kickboxing, and I ended up, you know, winning a couple belts and. Um, I was getting ready for my second championship belt that I was going for in Daytona. Now, so, how, how old were you at this time? Uh, 21, 22. Okay. This is back in uh, 2011, so okay. whatever age I was then. Okay. Um, and so I was getting ready, and we needed some sparring because I was going against uh, David Dienda or something like that, whatever his name was, from um, Elite Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. Really good Muay Thai fighter. Trained in, Muay Thai, or trained in Thailand, all kinds of stuff. And um, held a couple titles. And so I wanted to get some different sparring. And so my dad was like, let me call Paul and get you some sparring. So we called Paul. Paul said, yeah, bring him by. You know, Saturday was pro training or something. And so I went by and there was like this guy there. I'm not going to say his name because I'm not trying to you yeah. know, hurt his feelings or anything. But um, he had one IKF World Classics in Muay Thai, which I don't know if you know what that is. It's like you have to fight like three or four times in a, in a two-day span mm-hmm. against like the world's elite. And then if you win, you get, you get a championship belt like you're a considerable champion, you know. So he was there, and he was my weight. And I was like, oh, shit, all right. This is going to be fucking gnarly. You know, Jason was there. Ralph was there. Obviously, Paul was there and a couple other guys. Now, and this was University and Dean? This was University and Dean, yeah. Yeah, okay. Wait, no, no, no. This was Goldenrod. No, this is right next to the Goldenrod. Sam's the, the Club. Fish, near the fish market. Yes, thing. where yeah. the fish market is gotcha. now. Okay. And, um, you know, and so we're there, and uh, I go in and, you know, say hi to Paul. I meet everybody, and they're like, come on, man. Jamie Levine was there. Mm-hmm. And Jamie was like, this kid's really good, and, you know, talking to me about the other kid. And I was like, good, man, you know, I need some fucking rounds. So I go and end up doing rounds with this kid, you know. I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I kicked the shit out of this kid. And um, afterwards, Paul's like, hey, man, 
why don't you stick around for some jujitsu? I'm like, I'm not doing that gay shit. <laughs> you know, I'm a fucking man, Paul. I'm not yeah. doing that gay shit. He's like, no, man, just stick around and do it, man. I was like, my dad's like, yeah, try it out. You might like it. I'm like, all right, you know. So he gives me a gi and he puts me with like this little ass fucking purple belt. And I'm like 165 pounds. I'm like 21. I'm full of testosterone. I just got done whooping ass. Full I am pissing vinegar. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you're not this. I'm gonna kill this kid, Paul. Yeah. Dude, I got submitted five times in that one fucking round, and I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" And I was like, "I got to learn this shit," and I've been doing it ever since. That was eight years ago, seven years ago. I've been doing it ever since. I just, I felt like I, I was humbled immediately. But like, there, I feel like with jujitsu, there's two things that happen: you get humbled, you want to do it, or you get humbled, and you're like, "I never want to fucking do that again." And I took the road of being like, "That sucked. It was hard. I felt so helpless. Like I didn't know what to do." And so I was like, "Fuck! I gotta, I gotta." I got to start training this, and I've been with Paul ever since. Wow. So, um, <laughs> what? Um, so, you've been training Gi and no Gi from the get go. Yep, with Paul since Goldenrod. Since Goldenrod. Yep. And then when he closed Goldenrod, he actually was teaching out of our school mm -hmm. for a little bit before we got this place cleaned out and mm -hmm. done up. And then he started over here where the pool hall used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what have you seen? Because I love asking this to people who have been mm -hmm. around. Like, like have you seen any <laughs> of it? No, no. I mean, before we talk about more about you, like what have you seen evolve with Paul and, and how he teaches jujitsu in those eight to nine mm. years? Okay. So when, when I first started, like even my first, or just even how classes have evolved. Yeah. You know? Like, um, he's much more like, um, organized now and stricter now. And back then it was just like, get your ass kicked and prove you're tough and prove, you know, some shit mm -hmm. and we're going to, and, and, and you'll move up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It wasn't like he, and he wasn't giving belts out. So check this. So I was a one stripe white belt and I was like beating the shit out of these other white belts. And he was like giving them stripes and shit. And I'm like, dude, I just fucking kicked the shit out of that dude. You know, like, does he not like me or something? Like, so I ended up asking Caroline, I was a Caroline, does Paul not like me? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, she, you're not the only person we've dude, heard. That, dude, this is like the, the, the <laughs> dude. And she goes, she goes, why, why do you say that? I'm like, because like Caroline, like I have one stripe on my white belt and I'm like kicking the shit out of all the white belts here. I'm doing pretty good against blue belts, you know, yeah. like I'm holding my own and like, why the fuck is he not giving me stripes? It's not like me. And she's like, no, he just does have to see like your loyalty. Like, are you going to stick around? Mm -hmm. Are you going to take your ass whooping like a man and stick around? And ever since then, dude, I have not, I have not said a fucking thing after. I was like, okay, now I know how he is. Yeah, I get that's it. That's it. I'll never fucking ask again. Yeah. You know, and ever since then, I'm just, you know, that's it. I'll take my ass kickings and just fucking move on. So dude. in terms of being promoted, how long were you at white belt? And when, like, when did you get promoted to blue? So, I mean, I, I don't know how it is nowadays, but back then it was, you were at a white belt for a year, which I was, I was there for a year. Yeah. It moved me forward. Um, I was at blue belt for three years mm -hmm. and then I've been purple belt for three years now. Okay. So I think that's on the cusp. Yeah. Like right at, like I fucking, you, I'm at the time. I'm like, I'm do I'm following the original timeline yeah. for that 10 year mark. So you've you got know? you, you got your four stripes on that. Purple. Yeah. I'm, fuck, I'm getting it this year, dude. No <laughs> you're will, yeah, you're There's manifesting no it. You're There's like, no fucking doubt. You're manifesting I'm getting it. it. <laughs> I'm going to start ripping fucking people's legs off or something. If he doesn't give me <laughs> okay. So that, that brings me to my, the, the next question. That's a good segue. Yeah. So, um, when did your fascination with like, when did you get exposed to leg locks and when did your fascination with them? Okay. Like, so uh, I watched Gordon Ryan back at EBI. Whenever he started at EBI, he was super skinny. I think he was like yeah. fucking. 18 mm -hmm. 17 or some shit you know and i saw gordon ryan and i just watched him like 
the way he was able to manipulate grown-ass world champion men and submit them with, with leg locks, things that we were taught you know, that, and told that they were like, you know, the dark side of jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Like, if you do leg locks, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. You know, and I sucked at jiu-jitsu. Like, I sucked at, like, basic jiu-jitsu, like, natural jiu-jitsu, like, using lapels and, use, and using passing and what's passing. And, and so, like, I was like, fuck, let me try these leg locks out. So I started doing, like, toe holds and ashikarami, like, outside heel hooks and mm-hmm. things like that. And I kind of started experimenting with it. And then Mark at the time was doing it, too. I started it here at ATG Orlando. He's full of shit. I started it here. He didn't start it here. I started just, just a little FYI there. Um, and so I just started doing it. And I started having really good success against like blue belts and purple belts mm-hmm. because they weren't doing it and they didn't yeah. know what to do. Yeah. So I just started like going down this YouTube fucking rabbit hole of watching these videos and asking Paul about it. And Paul's like one of those teachers who he never says you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. He is so free. Like it's free game, mm-hmm. you know, like fucking do what you want to do. And so when I started asking about it, he started teaching me a little bit more. And then I started drilling with people and I just went down that rabbit hole and had certain, started to have really good success. And then fucking all of a sudden leg locks exploded and now everybody does them. And it's like, oh, now I got to change my game again. So, so when you were first going down the rabbit hole on YouTube, who were some of the people that were doing? Uh, Dean Lister was probably, uh, the number one. Okay. Cause he was the first American to really like introduce them here. He had a really nasty straight ankle mm-hmm. and a toe hold. And then Gordon Ryan and then the DDS squad, Donahurst Death Squad, mm-hmm. you know, Gary Tonin, um, Gordon Ryan, Nikki Ryan at the time, um, what was Wolverine? What was his name? Um, Eddie, Eddie, uh, Cummings. Eddie Cummings. Um, and all those guys were like just. But there weren't instructionals out yet. No, 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 no. So I was watching mostly like their matches. Okay. And So you're um, reverse engineering it. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to break down, just like seeing what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Like um, mostly finishes because setups are really hard to watch and like break down and and see like how they entered. So I would try to put myself in a similar position and then go for that mm-hmm. heel hook, toe hold. Toe holds are super easy to get nowadays because people, everyone, just, everyone wants to do like Del Hiva or reverse Del Hiva. So it's like their foot's right there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just started experimenting with it and had success with toe holds was my first like big like kaboom. I started getting people with toe holds all the time. And then I started getting like outside heel hooks from Ashigarami and then saddle came along and what happened was everyone started doing them mm-hmm. <laughs> so now now it's hard to get anybody like you're really good with them david's really good with them it's like it's it's fucking hard man it's a hard life we live nowadays i can't really get i gotta earn anymore. it man with good setups <laughs> yeah yeah you can't so, just like expect them to freak out yeah. when you grab so your now foot. i have to like try to pass you know but now i'm like i'm really getting to like lapel shit now so i'm really diving deep into like um, worm guard <laughs> and like worm hat. Cornelius, yeah, all about worm hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gordon Ryan will crucify him right now if you heard this. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to like do more lapel stuff now. Okay, you know. So, uh, have you suffered any injuries with with leg locks? So I've leg locks, no. But I've been hurt more in jujitsu than I've had in anything else I've ever. Trained really, in. you're one anything. of the few people that gets hurt in jujitsu. Like yeah. most people I know, when we get hurt, it's outside jujitsu. It's lifting yeah. weights. Yeah, no, it's like I think it's because of the way I roll though. Like I, I like people think like even David says I'm so stupid for this. Like I, I really want to win. Like I really want to win. Like <laughs> I hate losing, dude. So like even if it's like a, just a friendly roll, I'm like I'm gonna fucking try to win. I'm gonna yeah. try to win. I'm gonna try to like go as hard as I can. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Yeah, you know. Flow roll is not in your it's vocabulary. It's not in my forte. It's just, it's really hard for me to flow roll. And so, like, I think that's definitely a huge factor because I don't, you know, I don't put into, you know, I just try to kill so people. So why do you think, why do you think you're like that? 
Why do you think you have I, to? Win? I'm really competitive. Yeah, really competitive. Okay. Yeah, like even like just playing checkers. I want to fucking win a checkers. <laughs> <laughs> you're playing a you're playing a twelve year old. Yeah, like, yeah like, I just fucking want to win, ding, dude. Ding, yeah, ding. I fucking want to win. I know it's bad. I know it's stupid, but like I don't know. That's just how I am. I don't okay, so that probably explains. So I, I had one tough question. Yeah. For you, yeah. and I was like, okay, I want to yeah, confront yeah, him on. on this. Yeah. And that was. Paul and I were watching you roll one time mm -hmm. and you were going with, I think it was a blue belt, a low blue belt. Someone mm -hmm. who just got their blue belt. Mm -hmm. And you, I think he'll hook them like seven or eight times in mm -hmm. a five minute round. Yeah. And Paul and I, Paul looked at me, he's like, do you think after the second or third one, he would like be like, well, this is like, what am I getting out of? Like his thing was, what is Eric getting out of heel yeah. hooking the guy? By the second or third time, would would you think to like practice something no. else? So that was my question. Not at all. It <laughs> but, was working. <laughs> it was working. <laughs> it was working. <laughs> hey, why ignore fifty percent of the body? <laughs> well, if something clearly works, try working something yeah. else. Yeah. Well, do you listen, think that? Okay, let me ask you this: also, it, Do you think it's hindered your development as a BJJ? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Then, in your defense, let me ask you this: Would you enjoy jujitsu more if you did it another way, or in other words, would you be enjoying jujitsu left less if you were maybe trying to flow roll more, trying to like the fact that you're so competitive is that what makes it so fun to you? So, so yeah. So I think now as a four strike pro, but I realize I probably should have drilled a lot more. I probably should have flow rolled and like <laughs> analyzed things a lot more than just trying to fucking win. Yeah. You know, because now I'm going to pearl belts and I'm like, man, I can't even get this guy or like, it's yeah. just a hard round the entire time. You know, I can't just use brute strength or athleticism or go for a leg lock because they, they have this, like they're just as athletic. They're just as fast. They have better cardio. They're just as strong and they're really good at defending leg locks. So it's like, I wish I would have drilled more on like passing and things like that, which I'm starting to do now. I'm starting to work on lapel stuff now, which has helped me kind of open up the leg lock game a little bit. And that's the goal is like, I still want to do leg locks. I just want to set it up a little bit better, mm -hmm. you know, instead of just diving for like fucking heel hooks and toe holds and keeping my back up and, you know, going for toe holds and shit. So, um, yeah, I wish I would have did it a different approach, but fuck it. This is the card I was dealt. Okay. And this is what enough. I'm doing. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, what is, uh, what is your idea of a good role? Like when you've gotten off the mats and you're like, yeah, that was a So a like good me role. and David, I, I feel like me and you too, we have really good roles. Like it's, um, I really enjoy when it's a back and forth battle. I okay. hate when I submit somebody five or six times. Like, cause but to, you'll keep doing it though. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Hashtag fuck white belts. Like I don't give a shit, man. Like if I'm going to, like if I get a submission, I'm going to keep doing it. Like I'm going to try to keep going for them. You know yeah. what I mean? But like when I go with you or David or, um, What's his face? Hector. Mm -hmm. People like that, man. I love those rounds because they're super competitive. Mm -hmm. They're rounds where we don't get each other. Like we won't, we won't submit each other. And it's like a very, a very big game of like strategy. Like, mm -hmm. and with us, it's like if we make one mistake, it could be a fucking really costly one, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, I love those rounds the most. Like I look forward. Like you go with Paul. I look forward to getting my ass kicked for five minutes because i know yeah. he's gonna try to wrist lock me which by the way wrist lock is the holy grail to me like if i can get a wrist lock on somebody it's like fuck yeah oh even more than a oh uh, more than anything wrist locks i mean i feel like that's like a major <laughs> fuck you you know but yeah i feel like going with people who push me the entire five minutes you know what i mean hard mm -hmm. and i can't submit them they can't submit me. those are my favorite roles okay yeah all right um do you have a preference gi or no gi Mm. Right now it's key. Right now it's key. Right now it's key because I'm playing with this lapel shit. Okay. 
You know, I like Nogi because obviously it's more practical and like like day to day life. Mm -hmm. You know, but right now it's definitely Gi because I'm learning all this new stuff and learning new things is always exciting. So like I'm diving down this fucking Anubis guard and um, Warm guard and all these lapel stuff. Delaware, dude, it's so bad. It's so bad. I just bought like five DVDs. It's so bad. You know, so yeah, I'm definitely a, a Gi guy right now. I love Nogi, and I'll tomorrow I'm gonna do Nogi. Mm -hmm. But like, I, yeah, Gi is my thing right now. So how do you balance? Because, um, you know, before you get on top of the other stuff, of the, the other arts you practice, like you're obviously very busy. You're, you know, you know, you got a school with your dad. Um, how do you find the time to train and stay motivated to train jujitsu? Well, if I don't train, Paul Cabrera, fuck you, Matt, um, you and like five other dudes will then message me on Instagram and bust my balls. Oh, so, so just publicly shame. Yeah, pub pure public shaming keeps me coming to jiu-jitsu <laughs> no okay. i love jiu-jitsu like it's probably oh man it's it's like it's my, probably my favorite art to practice right now okay just because i feel like it's just it's the most challenging mm -hmm. and i feel like um that to me i love like that challenge i love being pushed to my fucking breaking point like i love that feeling so jiu-jitsu does it to me every time i come in here and train so mm -hmm. to me it's just it's my favorite thing to do right now. Okay. So I love it. So how, so now like taking a step back, like what, at what point did you realize that martial arts was going to be your life and you wanted to be, you know, in my opinion, maybe, maybe your motivation is different, but in my opinion, like you're on the quest of being a complete martial artist. Yeah. So, and that's like, that's going to be a never ending journey, 100%. Like, like, but you're on that path. That seems to be, I mean, yeah. you, you, you're happy on that path. You're always doing stuff. So when did you know, and how have you chosen the disciplines that you've chosen to follow? Okay. So I'm a huge fan of George St. Pierre and thug Rose and, and uh, a couple other fighters, but, um, George St. Pierre started in karate and he moved on to jujitsu and wrestling MMA. And he, he is, he always posts all the time. He's always a student. Mm -hmm. He's constantly learning. He always, and he feels like everybody in the martial arts world could teach you something, you know? And that's how I try to, I always try to be a student. Like I always try to learn from everybody. I feel like that's the best way to be. You can't just be like, my shit's the best. And that's it. Cause you're very closed minded at that point. Like you don't want to learn from anybody else. And I feel like you never really grow from that. Um, the arts I've chosen, um, like I do karate, um, kickboxing, jujitsu. I do kali with knives and sticks and shit. I do a lot of um, a lot of shooting, firearm stuff. Um, my goal is to be like proficient in every aspect of combat. So standing, striking, on the ground, grappling, wrestling, with a blade or a weapon, and then with a firearm, and then be proficient in each one of those. I don't have to be a, like a you know a badass assassin, but be like proficient enough to use the technique or the, or the role in that situation be proficient in it. Okay. That's my goal. When, at what, like, at what point in your life did you, did you say like, I'm going down this path? Was that like a, did you always so I know? Like I, I stopped fighting. I just kept getting injured all the time. Like I, I've fucking hurt a disc in my neck. In my so back. what got you into fighting in the first place? Um, was it just because of your dad? So sad story. Um, I, I was bullied really bad in fucking middle school. Like, like that's, that's this, this is Paul. Keep going. Very nice. Very nice. I think he literally, I think he brought it in here. He's just, he's showing how big his dick is right now. It's going great. This is uh, Paul Rodriguez, um, head, head MMA legend. He submitted Jorge Masvidal. 
And uh, it was awesome, actually. Thank you. That's going to sound great. It's going to sound great. Um, I don't know what the fuck we were talking about. That was great, Paul. Thank you. <laughs> He's in no, there laughing what, now. I mean, what, what got you into, into fighting in the first place? Um, oh, I, 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 was, I was bullied pretty bad in middle school. Okay. And my dad actually used martial arts as like a punishment because I didn't want to do it. Like I'm super like, don't tell me to do anything. Okay. Like I just, he re, like I rebel immediately. Like don't tell me I have to do something. So when he was like, you gotta fucking do karate martial arts. I was like, ah, fuck you. I'm not doing it. You know? So he ended up using it for like a punishment. And then I was like fucking tortured in middle school. People like kids would follow me home and like beat the shit out of me. So and what, 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 looking back, what made you a target? Do you think? I don't know. I, I don't know, dude. That's, that's a good question. I don't know. Maybe I was like super, I was, I was like the funny kid in school, you know, like I would crack jokes and make everybody laugh. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe they didn't like my jokes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. So it's uh, not like you can look back and put a finger no, on it. No, I have no fucking idea. Yeah. But they were brutal, man. Like they would follow me home and shit. And it was brutal. And um, so I went home and my, I had just got really like, they took my bike and stole some shit from me and just beat me up and shit. So I went home. I was crying. I was really upset. I was like, dad, teach me to fight. My dad was like, oh, 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 like he was like, finally, you know? Mm -hmm. So I spent that whole summer, like, like two and a half, three months just training kickboxing. And so I had, I had gone into freshman year and I swear to God, he asked my parents this. I was like, mom, that morning, first day of school, I was like, mom, I'm getting suspended today. She was like, why? I was like, I'm going to go fuck up that bully, dude. I'm going to go kick the shit out of that bully, you know? So she's like, all right, just let me know. So I go there, of course, I see the bully. I walk up and I dropped him immediately. And obviously the two other ones were like, fuck that. I got suspended the first day of school. When I got back from suspension, went right back to the next one. I just, I got suspended like three or four times in one year for doing shit like that. And that put me onto a thing being like, man, this is, martial arts is pretty fucking awesome. You know, because it, it turned me into like a shy kid to being like, all right, I'm not like some pussy, you know? <laughs> like it turned me, I feel like it, it helped me out a lot. So just like, like catapulted me into like this never ending venture of learning all these different arts. Okay. Uh, how do you go about how do you go about choosing the ones that you, you think are worthwhile to dedicate your time to so like I was saying um, I want to be you know like proficient in every aspect of combat so striking obviously kickboxing and Muay Thai is probably mm -hmm. the best you're going to get in boxing western style boxing um, so like you know I'm a two time Florida State Muay Thai champion so like I I learned that and um, obviously I'm learning Jiu Jitsu from you know, fucking King Dingaling, Paul Rodriguez. And then uh, I, I train in uh, FCS Kali, which is like stick and knife. So we will learn how to use a blade, how to counter blade attacks and things like that, you know, which is, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, um, it's like repetition over and over and over and over. And over. You got to just fucking drill it over and over and over and over again. You know, it's um, dexterity, mm -hmm. you know, doing shit over and over again. Um, and then you work in a firearm. Mm -hmm. And so, like I train with some really good guys with um, my tactical uh, firearm classes that I do, and like um, Mike Collins, he's a Leo for 36 years and shit. So he's got a lot of experience in that kind of shit, you know. Um, so yeah, I just felt like being proficient in every aspect of combat was was the goal, and learning from those people. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know what we we're talking about. To be honest. <laughs> um, no, so we were, um, you had just talked about how, you know, you want to be proficient in, in all the, Every aspect, uh, yeah, you yeah. Know, all the aspects of, of combat. Yeah. And I guess my question now is like going back to the, the bullying thing, cause I didn't know that. I think that's kind of interesting. Like it's, it feels like, or it sounds like something like clicked in your mind. Like 
what did it feel like when you when you avenged that first bully that had been oh that had it was been glorious a, but like what so when you say glorious like what's going through your mind like was it was it like like just what, like redemption like i felt like it re, like like i feel i felt redeemed as like a human being like as a man like i just felt like i felt better like like um you explain you're able to stand Um, up for yourself yeah like i was able to not only just to stand up but like defend myself like Mm -hmm. i was able to like you know what i mean like fight back where before i was just i didn't know what to do yeah you know i felt super like vulnerable i felt like a a complete victim i just it sucked oh it sucked so there there was there was maybe some you know lack of confidence in situation 100 percent. yeah okay so in in terms of like what you do on a, on a day-to-day basis, like working with kids so much, like, and, and we'll get into the, like the, the, the viral video thing in a mm-hmm. bit, but it's like, what is w- with, with that background of, you know, overcoming bullying and you, and martial arts being the pathway to that? Like, do you think that's affected your outlook and your approach when it comes to coaching kids? 100%. And, and in what way? Like, um, so unfortunately nowadays everybody's like, oh, tell a teacher, do this, do that, walk away. I, I don't believe that because I did that. I personally did that mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. They come at you even harder now. You know what I mean? Because now you got them in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, now you told on them. You know what I mean? Now you look like the giant pussy for fucking telling on them. Mm-hmm. You know, you look weak doing that. And so I know for a fact that doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So like when kids come to me, they're like, oh, I'm getting bullied. I'm like, dude, punch them right in the nose. Punch them right in the face. You know, because bullies, for the most part, always attack kids who are like looking down when they're walking or super shy or not confident. You know what I mean? They always attack those kids, you know? And there's a reason why, because they know those kids are not going to fight back. They don't attack the fucking star football player. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because those kids are confident. They're athletic. They're, they're, they, they walk with a smile on their face. They're confident every day. They don't attack those kids. They attack the ones that are sitting in the court by themselves. You know what I mean? Reading a book. Or they attack the ones who are, who are nerdy and playing Pokemon. They, they attack those kids. You know? And so, to me, when like I, I had a student do this to me. It was like, you know, Sensei, I'm getting, I'm getting bullied at school. What should I do? And I'm like, listen, I'm going to tell you what to do, but you might get in trouble. You know, I think you should walk up to that bully and you punch him right in the face. You know, and he did it. He got suspended. And he's never, he hasn't been bullied since. You know, and it sucks. You got to get in trouble to do that. But, I mean, if you go and tell the teacher, we all know that shit doesn't work. Like, it, just, it doesn't work. You know, and so we try to teach our kids to be confident, walk, you know, with their eyes up and, you know, and, you know, try to maybe tell the teacher at first. But if, if it comes to like that person grabbing you or hitting you or doing something like that to defend yourself, you know, you don't just let someone walk on you, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think that's how we kind of approach things nowadays with kids. It's it's, it's a different world we live in now, but what is like- what is um, like what is your in terms of like age groups and demographics, like what's your largest student population at the academy in terms of like age? Is it like six to eight? Probably eight like eight, eight to 12. Eight to 12. That's yeah. where most of your, yeah, uh, most majority seven of your to 12, something like that. Okay. And so, and, and I mean, people at the school do it like karate has, um, not a bad rap, but is made fun of. So as a martial art and now, this is good to go over. Now I've spoken to some people 
that have told me, and this is where I need to be educated, but they're like, well, there are different types of karate. hundred percent. There's the, and now this is, I'm going to just use, you know, like I'm going to butcher the whole thing, but there's like pussy ass karate yep. and then there's legit karate. Yeah. Okay. So it, educate me on that. And, so, and, and what do you teach? So and, we and, teach Taekwondo, which is probably one of the biggest um, forms of karate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's uh, Kyokushin karate, which is tough as shit, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's like Kempo karate, which I, you know, is whatever. Um, but like what happened was karate was really big in the 70s and 80s. Like it was huge, you know. And people people used it to make money. And they watered down the system. It, it became a belt, you know, belt grabbing system. And people out to make money off of it. And and it, it just it got watered down to to where people were like, oh, this shit doesn't work. This is not realistic. This is not, this is not for what, like there's a couple different big names out there in the karate world. I'm not going to mention them, but there's two big names out there. Um, they have like, you know, 30 schools, but their students suck. You know, they got like fucking 12 year olds teaching classes and eight year old black belts and like shit that just, it's crazy. And we all got about it. Dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. You know? And like, I've had kids from those schools come over and get just smashed by my beginners because they don't learn anything. It's all like, here, you know, pay into our black belt program, pay into this program. And it's like, I understand it. You got 30 schools. You're a millionaire. Awesome. You did great. You're a great businessman. But your students suck. Your quality of students suck. You know, and that's what happened. It got watered down. So then karate became like a joke. You know, then MMA was, you know, was exploding at that time. And so jujitsu and movie tie became like, you know, the the system or the, the, the arts that were, you know, m- most start after to, to learn and, uh, which I get, I totally get, but what you're seeing nowadays, you're starting to see a lot more Taekwondo techniques come into the UFC. You got guys like wonder boy, karate, hottie, um, style bender, Conor McGregor, uh, G- George St. Pierre. Like I said, well, his background was in karate mm-hmm. um, the Diaz brothers, you know, so you're starting to see all these guys starting on people just starting to use it. Even um, Doug Rose, who just won the belt this weekend, she practices in uh, Kali. She does, and, and and Wing Chun as well. Which Wing Chun is, you know, you know, Jeet Kune Do. I feel like is a much better system. So <clears throat> the other thing I heard from the history perspective is that up until the '90s, karate was primarily practiced by adults, mm-hmm. and then with the advent of the t- uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. and uh, the Power Rangers after that, which I hated because I was a, mm. I was a Ninja Turtles guy. I, I, I like I like both. I was I was a Mighty Morphin guy though. Uh, wasn't I love Mighty Morphin? Oh, really? see, I hated that. I, uh, I I saw that. I was like, what is? It? Anyway, with those two things, suddenly kids got into it, and now karate seems to be associated with character development and being bully proof kind of thing potentially, and and that's why you you see a show like Cobra Kai, which is making fun of the fact that it's like. No, no, no. You need to do old school karate. Mm. New school karate is yep. sucks and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So in that perspective, like as as someone in it, is there truth to that, to, to what I just said? Because I'm I'm not I'm saying that I've heard that, but I it, never followed true. that. It's one hundred percent true. But honestly, I love teaching kids. And I feel like if you can get a kid and teach them a martial art, and not only do you see their character grow, but their confidence grow, but I mean I got some badass little kids that can fight, man. You know, I got some kids that can throw down who are seven, eight years old. And like, you'll look at them like, holy shit, they can really, they can really fight. You know, and I feel like that's a lot better than putting them in soccer Mm -hmm. or basketball. 
You know, yes, that's a cool team sport. It's great, awesome. But what are, what are you really teaching them? You're teaching them to play with a ball. I'm teaching this kid that if he gets attacked at school or gets bullied at school, that they're gonna have the confidence to stand up for themselves and not be a victim like I was. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's really important nowadays because everybody plays the victim. So it's like, I'm not gonna have none of my kids play the victim. They're gonna protect themselves, fight for themselves, you know? And I feel like that, that mindset will then lead them later on in life as adults or teens and things like that to then, you know, be, have that same mentality, you know? So what is, um, it, it, for the kids training, how, what, what's like a breakdown of, of the class in terms of like doing katas or doing sparring and, or drills? Like, well, so how, they what, have curriculum class Monday and Wednesday, which could be like today they did um, no touch sparring. So they, I gave them you know five different drills to do back and forth combinations. Um, and then they did uh, three rounds of no touch sparring. And their goal was to have them implement those those drills into a scenario where they were throwing back and forth with movement at somebody. And then that way tomorrow when they spar, they can then implement those same drills into them actually fighting someone, you know? Um, and then they have, obviously if they have, um, form class dances, um, self-defense takedowns, things like that. Um, and like the Monday, Wednesday is a curriculum. So it just depends on whatever we're working on that week, but every Tuesday and Thursday they spar. Now, do do they do any grappling? I so I've slowly I've slowly started integrating some grappling. Yes. Okay. Um, and again, like our our system is is much bigger than most systems uh, for karate. So like we implement not just the boxing and kickboxing because my dad was a professional boxer and kickboxer, and I had two titles in kickboxing. So we we obviously throw that in, then the and the karate, and now that I'm you know really good at jujitsu. Like I'm really good. Wink, wink. So good. <laughs> um, um, we throw in some jujitsu as well. Okay. And what um, when you have kids spar, what does that look like? Like in terms of not not in terms of visual fight club. Yeah. No. I mean, it, I mean, I, I think I've seen them wear headgear and yeah, like yeah. what like so. What are the ground rules for I, that? I, I, unfortunately, <laughs> at karate tournaments, they have to wear um, like this fucking Michelin Man outfit. Um, they have, you know, they have really small gloves. Everything's like all foam. Um, they have a headgear, face mask. So the face mask protects their face. Um, they have a chest gear, shin guard, feet gear, hand gear, and a mouth guard. Um, but the way that was, so we found this chest gear that was really tight, almost looked like armor, mm-hmm. because like the funny looking ones are like, I'm not having my kids wear that. It shit looks ridiculous. So our kids kind of look cool, you know. Like like we, we had a tournament over the weekend and we walked in like 60 people deep and um we there was five teams there including ours and there was the other team that had like 15 kids brought, brought all their gear they paid to fight that tournament but didn't fight why like, i don't know okay they decided not to fight all of a sudden so i had like 13 kids compete we took home 22 first places and you shaved your head yeah and i shaved my fucking head because the kids won that was a stupid badge. <laughs> but here I am with a shaved head. Um, but, you know, like, like, like we have one in three weeks. And we try to go to the ones that they'll let the kids fight. Because I really like seeing our style versus another style and see how it works. Okay. You know, in a full combat scenario, like, they're allowed to, you know, do whatever they want to do and fight. Yeah, I hate going to, like, these are, point are tournaments. Are strikes to the head allowed? 100%. Spin kicks. Everything's allowed. 
Really? Yeah. And and um, in your experience, like, have you seen any any serious injuries? Like, yeah, oh yeah, I've seen like one of my girls. She knocked down another girl with a spin kick. Like knocked her out cold. She had to get taken to the wow. fucking doctor. How hospital. old are these kids? Like thirteen. <laughs> yeah, it was gnarly, dude. <laughs> I felt bad, but at the same time, I was like, "Fuck yeah, you ain't never gonna see that again <laughs> at a karate tournament." You know. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Like, like we we want them to be able to defend themselves as best as possible. We do not want them just to go to like these point tournaments and just play tag. We don't. We hate it. Like Tuesdays is our points barring. We literally say this is tag playing tag with strikes. Okay. You know, because that's what it is. It's just a point system. And then on Thursdays, we have continuous, which is like kickboxing, but for kids. But they, they can't knee. That's like the one of the one things they can't do is knee, which sucks, or mm-hmm. throw elbows, which sucks. But everything else is totally legal. So like they go f- like two minutes nonstop. It's continuous. So they just go two minutes, and they fight, and then the judge will score whoever they thought won. You know, that's our favorite day. Tuesdays, we have to do it, obviously, because of tournaments. Okay. But we consider like points barring and forms as a warm-up to continuous what what was yeah what was the time where you guys played like the avenger music and someone in and i think it was captain american iron man just or some these kids just went it was it was like i think it was a party and they just started they just started brawling it was the funniest thing ever. oh man who knows man they, these kids fucking throw it at me thursday <laughs> dude i gotta i gotta get people to like film it man like it's fucking crazy so parents are in there screaming too <laughs> so I, you know, we're talking about like, you know, you, you, you giving, you know, trying to impart confidence to these kids, giving them the ability to defend themselves, giving them self-confidence. Um, there was a moment you had that uh, was recorded where you had a, a, a student of yours trying to, you know, chop, <laughs> yeah. chop a board. Yeah. And he's trying to axe kick a board. Axe kick a board. Yeah. So no, everyone thinks like this fucking board is like a piece of shit board. Oh, yeah, yeah. You had that thing scored it's and so ready to go. so fucking gnarly people think like that. But it, I totally understand because that's how it. That's how they do it, honestly. like like um. But our boards aren't like that. Dude, so like what is the place? Um, Century. Century, like they send you boards that are broken. They glue them together in the middle and you break them. You know, you fucking yeah. that way the kid feels good. Not, dude, my dad goes to Home Depot. <laughs> And he gets ten by ten foot fucking long oak wood planks, and he cuts them. <laughs> and these kids got to fucking break them. If they don't fucking break them, he don't fucking pass. And so this little boy Phoenix, he's a white belt, and he sees all his friends breaking, and he's like, "I want to break." And I'm like, Phoenix, if you come up here and break this board, and you don't, I'm sorry, if you come up here and try to break this board and you don't break it, you don't pass, buddy. As white belt, we don't make them break because mm-hmm. they're just learning, you know. Sure. A yellow belt and up have to break. You know, Yellowbone only has to break like one board and they kind of, you know, go up from there. And he's like, no, I, I, I want to break. I'm like, dude, if you don't break this fucking board, you're not passing. Mm-hmm. So he comes up there and he tries like five or six times. and He can't break. He starts crying. He can't break it. I said, well, you're fucking take the board. You, you failed, man. Mm-hmm. You know, now you're going to keep that damn white belt. And he had already passed everything else he was supposed to do. Yeah. And so um, we had to go through. We go through all the kids who were testing. They all break. And I'm like, fuck, let's just, let's give Phoenix a chance again. You know, we give him a second chance. And that's where that video kind of picks up. You know, he's already like defeated. You know, he mm-hmm. knows he can't break the fucking thing. He knows he's failing. He's like, fuck, I made a terrible decision. Yeah. You know, and then he, the first kick he throws, he fucking falls. Yeah, yeah. But if you watch that video, the best part of that video is when um, this little boy Amari, he was actually there just to watch Phoenix because he was his friend. So Phoenix kicks his board, he misses, falls on the floor. 
Like that was like worst case scenario, right? Like he's already been defeated by this board. He, he comes up for a second time, throws a kick, falls on the floor his first time. But then Amari grabs him and picks him up. And it's like, oh shit, all right, well, I got to do this. And everybody starts cheering and yeah, I can't do it. I'm like, yes, you can, you know, fucking break the goddamn thing, you know? Mm. He ends up going through it and breaking it, and everyone goes crazy. And that dude, that fucking video went fucking crazy. So everybody viral, listening bro. has probably seen this video. Oh, I'm sure. That, I'm fucking sure. So the, I use I, it on I, Tinder all the time. So I, <laughs> so I found out about this video because the first time I saw it, it was shared by a British black belt that I had met at. Um, That's interesting. At a. Um, at this BJJ Globetrotters camp in Iceland. No shit. So I was like, I messaged him like, I saw that and I was like, that's fucking Eric. Oh no shit, <laughs> I reckon, that's awesome. So then I was like, dude, I trained right next door to this guy. Yeah. And then I found that everyone started sharing it. Yeah, it was, so, it was wild. Dude. So this video, I mean, you've all seen it. Yeah. What, so let's kind of go through it. Some name some of the celebrities, both oh in, the, in right, Hollywood so, and and it's crazy, bro. And, so right and, now, and from fighters. what we can track, Noah, yeah, it's got like six hundred million views. Okay, from what we can track, like what we can actually see, mm -hmm. um, God knows how many fucking shares it has. Mm -hmm. But what happened was, it happened on Thursday, and by Saturday, so I was at, first I was all, at Disney, man. So here's my first question: Who recorded it and who uploaded it? Okay, so. The mom of this of of Phoenix of Phoenix uh, Claudia her her oldest son Thomas was filming it. Okay. And then the mom took the video and shared it. So she just put just put on Facebook. Just put on Facebook. Look look like, look look how awesome this was. He he you know he he you know he came back and did mm -hmm. it you know, and um it was just I guess it t it must have touched a nerve in everybody in the best way possible and and people just started sharing it like crazy. So that was Thursday. So me and my family went to Disney World on Saturday. And it, it went, it went like, you know, a, a thousand shares, two thousand shares, and it just, it just kept going, dude. And like ten thousand views, a hundred thousand views, two hundred thousand views. And every hour I was watching, I was like, holy shit, this thing's going viral, dude. And by the time we knew it, uh, Viola Davis shared it on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, the big one was um, Josh Brolin, who plays Thanos yeah. in the Avengers, shared it. And once he shared it, it went, it went super viral. And then he ended up sending a fucking video to Phoenix, like a personal video to Phoenix. I have that video. It's awesome. And it's like a two-minute video just saying how awesome he was. He's like, you made Thanos cry and yeah. shit. You know, it was, it was a beautiful video. And then, like, that was really about it. We did some Fox News and shit. We did Fox and Friends. And mm -hmm. we did this funny-ass Japanese media that they dubbed in Japanese for us. And so my voice is like, Dude, it's fucking, it's so good. It's so good. That was my favorite interview. And so we did that, and then all of a sudden, it just kind of died, you know? Which, like most viral videos do, they die after so a time. So this happened, this all happened within um, like two weeks. Yeah, yeah, within 10 days, that video was fucking everywhere. And and you were, you were doing like sit We were doing video, Fox, we were doing interviews with Fox and Friends. We did Access Hollywood. We did two different Japanese media. Okay. It, was, it was gnarly. That week was insane. How, how are people reaching out to you? Um, via um, Instagram. Okay. Yeah, they were getting through us to, to uh, through Instagram. Okay. And then um, it died down. It died down, and we were like, "Oh, that was fun." You know, that was a cool time. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, twenty twenty, it just fucking blew up again. Like it just went crazy again. And I, I think it's because every year, like the algorithm shows that video again. You know, like viral videos of the past. Yeah. And it shows it again, dude. It hit went viral again. 
And then the fucking rock, the fucking rock shared on his Instagram and tagged me in it. <laughs> and then Chance the Rapper shared it and it went viral again. You know, we had all these different kind of calls. It was crazy, bro. It was once the rock did it, that was it, bro. That was fucking it. Cause the rock's got like, he's got what? 200 million. Yeah. He's fucking got everybody. On his fucking he's got almost a whole country on his fucking on his Instagram. Okay. So, so, so many questions. So when, when something goes viral, um, I, I, the one thing I asked you and I said, stop, let's talk about that on the podcast yeah. is your Instagram oh, yeah. was <laughs> private. Huh? It was private. Yeah, yeah. And you were getting all these requests. hundred percent. So then you made it public. Yeah. So <clears throat> since pre viral explosion and now, okay. So I had, I had 1200 followers pre viral. Okay. I have a well, not bad, not bad. I have 11.7 thousand. <laughs> <laughs> 10x that stuff dude it was crazy it was crazy so i've gotten some pretty crazy shit here yeah so now what about the dms okay so i had like i had people from all i mean everywhere you could possibly think of man like fucking i mean i had people from germany portugal india i mean just the craziest shit possible but i had this one lady she stands out to this day and uh she was like so is this the first wave or the second this wave? is the first wave okay and um she had met, she was like, you know, I saw your video. I believe she was from like Germany or something. And she was like, you know, I saw your video. I fucking loved it. It was amazing. You're an amazing coach. And I was like, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And that was it, you know? And then she had like sent me a message like a little bit later, like a couple hours later. She's like, I think you're very handsome. I'm like, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You know? And then that, I swear to God, next message was, can I see your feet? <laughs> Fucking savage. <laughs> savage. What a great buildup, right? Like, let me stroke his ego, tell him he's handsome, and let me see your feet. And so my response was gonna be like, fuck you, you sicko. Yeah, like, but I'm like, I'm gonna play with this for a little bit. And so it was like my my immediate response was ten dollars a toe. <laughs> so you know on Instagram you can like see that they seen it. Yeah, yeah. So she had seen it and then not said anything. Uh, I was like, ah, too expensive too expensive did you have uh did that guy luca judo or luca whatever do you know about this guy no. there's an italian dude who messages black belts to get strangled no so all the what black this yeah so all the black and i, I want to get back to you but th this is something you'll appreciate so i think it's luca judo um i want to look it up but like all the black belts like keenan cornelius josh hinger they've all been preposition <laughs> yeah like and, and he speaks in kind of um broken english um is he like a legit player like in jujitsu and judo no he just like he has a fantasy of getting um oh he wants us to choke them. yeah and he pays money oh, i will is, pay I'll oh pay. i would 100 percent do it yeah I, <laughs> no questions asked <laughs> i would choke the shit out of him uh, i'm gonna look this up I, yeah I, I think it's luka judo yeah or? let me let me get that oh man. here we go i will uh <laughs> and intimate hi okay here so here we go um yeah luca judo <clears throat> and so here this is a reddit article and he's like hi jujitsu speak english me play judo green belt here 77 kilograms oh yeah 1.8 meters and then he says 44 foot size he always tells his foot size <laughs> which is that this, like, is, this is random <laughs> i'm looking for strong expert in loop and lapel chokes Admit that like so much to be put into and try to resist and test my limits, but don't want to shock you or disturb you with my passion. Are you able to agree to help me and to realize my requests? 
So he goes to all the black belts. Mm. And Josh Hanger got it. And, oh, and I would 100% the, do it. No <laughs> hey, questions Luke asked. Luke Judo. No this guy will do it. He's not asked. a black belt yet. Uh, I, would, I would choke but the shit out of him. But he'll do it. I'll choke the shit out of him. All right. So anyway, that guy. So um, what other kind of uh, like DMs have you got? Like... Nothing. That, that was the craziest. That was definitely the craziest. I just I've gotten a lot of like, um, you know, like, <laughs> like, I like the front request is, is insane. Like, I still get a bunch of uh, every day, and there's like, please message me or please follow me back, and you know, like just the fucking weird shit like that. Oh, those are like bots. It sounds yeah, like yeah, yeah, shit like that, or like you know, follow us here and just all day long, all fucking. Day Have long. you gotten like collaboration requests or sponsorship? Yeah, yeah. Anything that that, I, that and not, nothing that I, that I felt like was legit. Okay. You know, nothing I felt like I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. Okay. You know, I got some free shit from like some organic toothpaste company. <laughs> that was it. I got some charcoal toothpaste. The black stuff? Yeah. Oh, I, I saw, I remember that the, when that was like a craze or all these yeah. ads of like. She was like, hey, can you post on your Facebook or your Instagram? I was like, yeah. She's like, I'm going to friend you. I'm, I'm going to send you a whole package. I'm like, all right, cool. So they did. And I just used it and posted once and that was it. Yeah, nothing crazy. Wow, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, have you been recognized in the street by strangers? Uh, when so, oh man, rest in peace, Lucky's. Um, when I went to Lucky's one time and I was getting a beer and I got recognized twice there and they were like, "You're that guy from that video," and I'm like, "That's right, that's me." You know? <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, that was so awesome. You're great with kids." I was like, "Thanks, man," but that was it. Like nothing. Cra- I know my the the kid Phoenix. Yeah, I know he has. He's been recognized at like Walmart and shit. Really? Yeah. Which was cool. So did he get any like any other um like you said Josh Brolin sent him a custom video. Yep. Did any other anybody else reach out to him? Um I think he was the only one that like really reached out to him. Like like I said, he sent him a two minute video while he was on set at fucking some random movie he was doing. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I have it. It's so good. I'll show you after. That's it's awesome. Really cool. So like so how's Phoenix doing now? What's, what's oh, he he's up great. To? He, he just competed over the weekend. He did really good. Um, like, so his family's been with us for like 10 years now. They mm-hmm. started with his brother Thomas and then Vaughn and now him. And they all train. So he, he's doing really good. He's an orange belt now. At the time, he was a white belt. So he's an orange belt now. And um, he's doing good. He's doing real good. He's a good kid. Good family. Man, dude. So, okay. So this is, this is, this is kind of a simple question, but it's yeah. kind of a nerdy question. So... I've got my phone set so if like someone friend requests me or sends me a DM, it shows up as a notification on my phone. I've always wondered when you're the rock and you have 200 million people and like 100 million people like your post right away, like does Instagram have like a celebrity mode where it like changes that or does it just blow up your phone? So my question is when you went viral. For me, it just blew my phone up. (laughs) It was ridiculous. Like, Like the worst was the rock, man. Like everything else was like, pretty like manageable but when the rock shared it my phone put your name dude yeah when he tagged me and it was fucking retarded man (laughs) like i was getting like my phone was like (laughs) like just it was crazy no like it was yeah like every your battery life just went down 100 like it was like you have 10 new followers 20 new followers 50 new followers like holy shit man i went from 1200 or 1500 to over eleven thousand overnight Wow. Like within like eight hours because he just tagged me in it. Imagine so that was so most of your growth was just from the rock from the rock. 100 chance. The rapper gave me a little bit too. Wow. Cause he's got a lot of followers, but the rock, I mean, dude, if you get 10% of the rocks followers, you're fucking pretty legit. Now, how many, 
how many videos have you found that were shared that that and I'm not saying it was intentional, but didn't give you credit, didn't give you guys, they didn't oh, say a lot, a fucking lot. I know Sports Center shared it. Um, they didn't tag us in it. There was a bunch of companies from Brazil that took it and didn't share, but that's why we got it um, copyrighted. You did, yeah, yeah. So now we have a company that copyrights it, and you have to go through them. And then if you don't go through them, you just share it, and they'll come and make you take it down. Really? Yeah. So but I think send- people like The Rock kind of get a pass on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also cited you. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he credited me, so. I, you I got the rub. You got dude, some of that, the rock dude, it dust nuts, on you. No, it was nuts. And what's crazy is that he he had shared it and um, didn't tag me in it. And and one of my buddies matched. He goes, bro, The Rock just fucking shared your video. And I was like, what? So I go on Instagram, and sure enough, there it is. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I didn't say shit to him. You know, because who the fuck am I? Mm-hmm. And um, I guess someone big enough to say something to him said, hey, man, that's, you know, and he tagged me. And so he went back and edited his original post and tagged me in it. You know, and that's when my shit just went crazy. Wow. Yeah. It was a, it was a fucking funny post that he did, too. He's like, I'm so motivated. I'm going to go do workout number two and bang my head through a wall or some shit. Kick a kick my or kick through a tree or some shit like that. It was pretty funny. So funny enough. You and I have something in common. No, no shit. We both had something shared on social media by The Rock. No shit. So, did you get tagged? Um, I just got so this was on Twitter, and I, um, for work, was going to a conference, and I was going to New Orleans. Okay, and I was going to give a talk, and I have pissant followers. Like I don't have anybody, um, and I don't even use Twitter now anymore, but. For whatever reason, I was like, I'm going to a conference, social media, right? So I, I was taking the trash out. I had my my phone, and I was just like, let me just cut a quick promo and say I'm going to New Orleans. So I cut a promo, and I did it in the vein of the rock, and then I just wrote, channeling my inner rock, see you in New Orleans. And that fucker retweeted it and said, kick ass in New Orleans, and he gave a flex and a fire. And I was just in cloud nine. No shit, dude. Just cloud did, you get, did you get a lot of followers from that? On Twitter, I got random people following me, but I didn't have content. It wasn't like I even had anything uh, to follow. You know what I, I mean? That's, yeah, that's a big But part. who knew? Yeah. Like, I just, I just did that because it's like, hey, I'm, I'm copying the rock, you know? Um, I'll see if I can bring it up here. I'll, I'll show it to you after. That's but, fucking crazy. But I, I remember I, that, I screenshot that. I was like, dude, the rock. Isn't that reading. amazing, though, what one person can do with their social media? Like, how powerful Well, is the that, thing dude? is, is like, I don't know. Like, for all I know, I'm like, that could just be a publicist, you know, like doing stuff. But the, what was weird is I remember posting it, going into the bathroom, and then coming out like 10 minutes later and just seeing like, at the rock, just retweeted your you know just replied he replied he didn't retweet. instant boner no so that's the thing he didn't retweet it he he replied so in that respect it doesn't show up on his feed uh, so i think that also you know but he he fucking replied to, so no, under my reply amazing, you though. have dwayne the rock johnson so you and i weirdly enough wow. we have, we've been we've been touched the fucking we've yeah, been tu- by we've the been, people's champ <laughs> by the, do you smell when he's cooking like what the fuck <laughs> He's a good dude from what I, from what everyone says. Like he's a really good. I mean, he's a fucking. Or he's doing a good job keeping his image. Yeah, that way. yeah, yeah. Or yeah, he's like he's already saying he wants to run for president. Like what the fuck? Well, I mean, I, I think like, I mean, it's kind of a weird topic, but in terms of like, by America's standards of success, yeah. like it was one hundred percent. It was Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I feel like in yeah. a way, 
like the guy reached the pinnacle in bodybuilding, yep. then the pinnacle in Hollywood, and then yep. he became a governor. Like, yep. like that stuff. That he's we, following that same uh, that same that, path almost. Yeah, you like know, we're in and, idiocracy. Yeah, no, that that <laughs> movie. That's that's so good. That's a different. I mean, so um, dude, Cody Rhodes wants to run for state senate in in oh, in, uh, in Georgia. I know that. Yeah, he wants to do that in like five five to ten years. I love Cody. He's a good dude. So, um. Damn, bro. So there, we've both been. That's touched fucking by the, funny. I, the I, great never, I didn't even know that, man. That's cool. Yeah, I'll show you that. Learn something I'll every show day. You the thing. So, what is? Um, tell me about your podcast. You're a podcaster. Yeah, yeah. So you've I, got I, a lot of ventures. You've dude, got like a beard oil ridi- company. It's ridiculous. You got Blood Eagle Tactical. Something's gonna work eventually. So That's you're a serial entrepreneur. 100. <laughs> percent Love America. America. Um, yeah. So I, I'm the host of a 13 ounce podcast, and we talk about like all things horror and serial killers and odd, weird shit. And um, it's fun. Man. I love it. I have two great co-hosts, both very pretty women, because you know you got to have women on there. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it's a blast, man. I love doing that. We we do one a week as well, and uh, and post one a week. It's a good time. What got so what 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 got you to podcast and what made you pick that subject? Um, that subject is very near and dear to my heart. I love all things like that. You know, um, I'm a, I'm an oddity collector. I don't know if you knew that. No. So yes. what's the definition of an oddity? So um, you know, <laughs> uh, I have some weird shit, dude. Um, like uh, skulls, uh, wet specimens, occult books. Uh, medical devices, old like I have like old like um really old like quack medical devices. Okay. Like when they said, um, <laughs> like um, you ever seen those wands? They plug into the wand. It's like little like uh, lightning in them, or not lightning, but like uh, electricity in them. Mm-hmm. And they said that that would cure cancer back in like eighteen fifteen. Oh. I got shit like that. So like that's an oddity. Okay. You know. So um, a buddy they're, they're not called antiques. That too, but they're like odd antiques, right? No one's really, there's not really a big, you know. Because of what it's associated with. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Okay. Or like old medicine vials. Like people don't know back in the day they would um, give like heroin and cocaine and marijuana to kids for like cough medicine and shit. You know, dude, so Sherlock like, Holmes had his dude, needle, crazy, man. Easy, bro. Sherlock Holmes it's had crazy. His, yeah. So like I, I collect those vials and stuff like that. So I have tons of weird shit. Um, my buddy owns an Audi shop here in Orlando, so we always shop there. Okay. Um, so I love all that kind of stuff. And so I figured, you know, I have a couple friends who love it too. Let's talk about it. And so we do like serial killers and horror movies. Like I think our episode this week is a horror movies that are actually real that are based on a true story. Mm-hmm. So we're doing that. We all pick one and talk about it and stuff. Um, just something I love to talk about. They love to talk about. It's fun. It's actually a really big subject that you wouldn't think it is, but it really is. I guess people love that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so we do that. It's fun. It's so I've, I've, um, I've heard that, uh, so I did a little research, you know, I, I, I view this podcast as a passion project, but yeah. I did do so a little research same. to, to just see like, you know, what other podcasters recommended and, and, and it seems like the more niche your subject, the better chance you have of succeeding mm-hmm. because if you try to appeal to a mass audience, it's going to be hard to penetrate yeah. that. Whereas if you appeal to a very small but passionate group of people, that's where you can generate your yeah. following of, of you know listeners and stuff. Yeah. So I felt like with jujitsu... Um, outside of the Matt Burn podcast, which is no longer around, but at the time it was 
Keenan Cornelius and Josh Hinger, that was like the most listened to. But um, I didn't feel like the jujitsu space was oversaturated with with podcasts. It's it's pretty saturated now, and they're probably around. I just weren't aware. But it's still like jujitsu people. That's a pretty sub. That's a subculture. Yeah, 100%. just like CrossFitters. Yeah, like 100%. I'm sure they're CrossFit. They, but whereas whereas you know, a guy like Joe Rogan's appealing to everybody, or yeah. NPR is appealing to everybody, yeah. kind of thing. So. Um, have you been able to interact with any of your listeners and get feedback or anything of that? Like, we, I mean, we, you're kind of early on, so I'm not. Yeah, very, yeah, yeah. We're, we're pretty. I mean, we're only about a, not even a year into this yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was doing live episodes, and that was a lot of fun because we would interact with 15, 20 people. Mm-hmm. And it was a good time, you know. We stopped doing that. I don't know why. I, I want to bring it back. I want to do like one live episode a month mm-hmm. and really interact with everybody. I feel like that's how you... Because people will share that, you know, and talk to you. I love interacting with people, you know, like, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's our podcasting's hard, man. It's hard to get blown up like Joe Rogan. Like not many people are ever going to get that level, you know, yeah. you got to kind of understand it's never going to happen. But like, there's another podcast I follow called the last podcast on the left. Mm-hmm. And they do very similar what we do, what like my, what my podcast does. And they're huge. Like they travel around the country and do live episodes right then and there in like an auditorium or something. Um, and, you know, I feel like our subject is, is very, you know, very big. There's a lot of things you could talk about. Um, so it kind of reaches a lot of different, like you were saying, sub, you know, subcultures with like different people wanting to listen to different things. So I, we don't just go for one, which I think that's also a reason why it hurts too. But mm-hmm. I'm not doing it to become a millionaire. I'm doing it because I just love talking about the shit. And yeah. it's a lot of fun for me. I love hanging out with my two co-hosts and it's only one day a week for two hours. So it's like, mm-hmm. I got the time, you know? So that's awesome. It's, it's, a, it's a good time to do it too. So what? Okay. So, what do you do in your? What is? What does Eric do in his downtime? Because you 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 I, practice I don't really all. Have th- any to be honest, man. You know what I mean. I, I I schedule my week very very strictly, you know, and I try to keep to that schedule every single day. Well, like, I mean, I got that from you. It was like I put in the calendar when I was like when I reached out to you, like, yeah. hey, you know, you want to be on the podcast? Like, when? And we found a time. Like, I'm putting it in my calendar. Yeah. I was like. Eric's the last guy I would think would yeah. be telling me like, oh, I'll put it in my calendar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so you don't have any hobbies or anything like Dude, that? Dude, I have so many hobbies. That's the problem. Oh, okay. That's the fucking problem, <laughs> Noah. I have too many hobbies, you know? And like, I consider a hobby, like jujitsu to me is a hobby. It's also a big part of my life, you know, but it is a hobby, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I shoot a lot. I do a lot of stuff with gun. Uh, guns and stuff like that. So that's that's considered to me a hobby. I scuba dive. I'm a certified scuba diver. So I, I try to scuba dive once a month. It's just hard. Um, you know, I like rock climbing. Uh, I'm a, I also hunt. Uh, I love archery, so I shoot my bow a lot. Um, <laughs> I do Kali. I do boxing. So it's like, I have a lot of fucking So hobbies. how do you pick what you want to get better at? Because I it's like dedicate it, it, an hour to each of them every single week or more. Okay, so at least an hour. A week. Me. Okay. I feel like that, that helps a lot, you know, or an hour or two, like, like jujitsu, I do, I devote probably the most time, like three to four days a week. Damn right, man. You know, and I, I do it because I don't want to lose to you guys. So there you go. You know what I mean? Like my competitiveness where we're breathing down. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, so I don't want to lose. So that keeps my fire under my ass. Um, it's only going to be juicier when we start tapping a brown belt. I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get get the brown belt. That is like steroids on me. (laughs) Um, I think my my next big. I'm also a gardener. I garden a lot, dude. I grow my own food, you know. So I just it's. I have so many. No, it's it's. Really, I like to read a lot, um, which and okay, I, it's so a, it's surprising I can even read. So weird question. <laughs> Do you have time 
or interest to have a relationship? No. So no to the interest no. or no to the time or Both. just <laughs> Both. Cuz I think that's like people have asked me and I know it's kind of silly especially I've never mentioned something like this on on the podcast before but I mean people have asked me like you know a lot of my friends right like I had a period where I went to a lot of weddings. Yeah. Right? And you're like, "Oh, uh-huh. hey, come to the wedding, come to the wedding," you know. Yeah. And then you inevitably get the question like, well, "You know, you seen anybody and this and that. And now if any not that, you know, I get that question a lot, but people ask me like, it's like, "Dude, I train jujitsu like six days a week. I just do jujitsu, you know, and I have my job, which yeah, takes yeah. up time and stuff. But that's like, if you like put a, a tracker on me, like I was an animal and you watched my movements, it's a pretty like fixed course. Yeah. Like if someone to knock me off, if some assassin went to my, they would be able to figure that out pretty yeah, easily. Yeah, not me, bro. <laughs> my shit looks like a fucking, I don't even know, like a crime but, scene investigation. But in that respect, like you're, you're pursuing so many things. Yeah. Um, so is, are you on the samurai path? Is that the thing? So, yeah. So like, I really, like, I, like, I can't say this enough. I love martial arts. Mm -hmm. Like I'm obsessed with it. Like I'm obsessed with learning as many as I can. I don't want to learn like shitty ones. Like I'm not trying to learn like, you know, Tai Chi, Mm -hmm. you know, like ineffective bullshit. I want to learn shit that I can fucking use in a real life scenario or something I can use if, you know, need be. Like, if someone gets me to the ground, I know, well, I'm going to fucking heel hook you. <laughs> you know, rip, I'm going to rip Dude, your fucking but knee. What Paul said is you have to really hate a guy to heel hook him in the yeah. street. Yeah. Like, you could put him to sleep. Dude, I competed in 2018 in a sport MMA match. I had to fight three times. Oh. Dude, and I ripped this fucking dude's ACL. And I knew I, I know I heard it pop. I watched his knee explode. Like, I ripped the I shit out of it. I was this, so proud of myself. <laughs> I was so proud of myself because he went for a straight ankle on me. And I was like, oh, well, you just opened the floodgates, dude. I fucking heel hooked the shit out of him. And I was proud of myself. He went to the hospital that night and I was like, fuck you, bro. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. I know. I know. It's so bad. Isn't that, isn't that against the samurai code in a way? I don't know. Like, was that guy really in the heat? I don't know. Dude, live by the sword, die by the sword, homie. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like. The fuck? Did you give him a did you give him a window to tap, do you think? No. <laughs> That's Not the at dick all. move. Not like I've even all. heard Gordon Ryan, like when Gordon Ryan submitted Mateus, he's like, he you know, they, they all talk about it. The, they'll give him a window to tap. Listen, if you go for my fucking leg <laughs> and you put me in an ankle lock or some shit, you are telling me that you're okay with ripping my shit. And if you tell me you're okay with ripping my shit, I'm gonna rip your shit. I think that's fucking fair. You're, you're the. I think that's fair. This is like the boss food. I don't believe in an eye for an eye. I no, believe in two eyes. One hundred percent. He just tried a straight ankle, dude. You're like, now I'm going to go for a heel I'm hook, rip which your is shit. a more severe. Yep. Fuck him. <laughs> you know, fuck him. Practice so I take it you more. didn't send him like flowers or anything. No, not at all. <laughs> Want to hear a funny story? So that. So I went there to coach my students. It was a. It was a uh, very large karate tournament, and they had. Uh, sport MMA and jiu-jitsu on top of that, you know, because it's exploding. Everyone yeah. knows jiu-jitsu is exploding, so they knew to, you know, bring in some people. And so they did that, and there was like, there was five people in the division, and so they needed six. And so all my students start going, sensei, sensei. I'm in fucking like khaki shorts. I have no gear. I end up wearing like uh, my kid's MMA gear and a mouth card that my dad goes and buys at the tournament. And I end up kicking the shit out of these people. Dude, the guy I ripped his shit was supposed to fight my dad that night in a full contact fight. Really? Yeah. And so I ripped his shit. He ended up going to the hospital so my dad couldn't fight. And my dad was pissed. Pissed at me. 
He's like, why would you do that? And I'm like, dude, you guys made me fucking get up there. I'm just trying to coach my kids, man. You know? And so my dad was like super pissed at me. And they announced that Bobby Dixon's son ended up injuring his opponent. So now everybody was pissed at me. I'm like, dude, fuck you guys. You guys made me do that. You know, now that guy will fucking know that he fucked up. Wow. Probably shouldn't have did that. You know? Fuck him. Fuck white belts. Fuck him. Damn. Well, as 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 Paul says, you know, every gym has a douchebag, but you're our douchebag. <laughs> Damn right. But I'm yours, man. But I'm yours. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so what's on the horizon for you, like, for the rest of the year? Like, what are some of your goals? To be honest, I really wanted to compete this year in jiu-jitsu. I really wanted to yeah. do a fight to win. So yeah. I feel like that rule set fits me pretty good. Yeah, we've been talking to you, man. Yeah, yeah. Go for submissions and rack yeah. up the invisible I really, points. I think I might do that. Mm -hmm. um, I actually, this is like under the radar. Radar. Um, I really want to take a boxing fight. Really? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't like fought full contact in a long time. And I've really just been getting Hey, Jake Paul. Yeah, I've been I've been really getting itched to just do some boxing, and so I'm I've always been a huge fan of boxing, Western boxing. I just it's always been something I love more than anything, and I really want to just be able to say when I look back, be like I fucking did that. Okay, you know, so I really want to get my pro card, maybe do like one boxing fight, and just say I fucking did it. You know? what, what's required to get a pro card for boxing? Um, I, I think I have to fight like one. I, I really want to do the Golden Gloves here in Orlando, mm -hmm. and so I might do that, and then maybe just take one pro boxing fight and just say I did it and. Mm -hmm. I really want to do the Golden Gloves, see if I can win it. And then, um, you know, I feel like Rocky where he's like, I have a little bit left. I have a little bit left. Yeah, a little bit left. I have a little bit left. I just want to fucking, you know, see what happens. I really want to do jiu-jitsu. I want to put more more emphasis on competing in jiu-jitsu too. Okay. You know, that's a big thing I want to do this year too. And then, Well, we're lucky, man. We're in a state where a lot of jiu-jitsu has come into, I mean, yeah. there was jiu-jitsu here. But because of different restrictions in different states, a lot of jiu-jitsu has come to yeah, Florida 100%. now. So we have more opportunities than We have than a lot before. of great promotions here too. So it's like, man, we can, we can almost compete every other month <laughs> yeah, in Florida. Yeah, sure. So yeah, I definitely want to do that. And um, I got, like I said, I got this Blood Eagle Tactical Self-Defense I'm doing. So I do a lot of class. I got, I got like three classes coming up for that because I fucking love guns, man. I feel like if you can't fight, you better have a fucking gun and you better be able to fucking be proficient with that damn firearm. So um, I love having that too. All right, bitch ass. Love you. Um, Victor had just signed out. So um, Eric, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, Facebook. I'm, I'm on and on some once in a while. I'm not on nearly as much as Instagram, but Instagram is Giannini BJJ Stallion. What, what? Um, yeah, man. Take a look. I got Blade Eagle Tactical Self-Defense on Instagram as well. Um, that's really it. I have a Snapchat, but don't send me no dick pics, please. And that's it. I don't have a Twitter. Don't and a Twitter. the podcast. Podcast, 13L Podcast on Instagram. You saw my pretty ladies on there. Um, we actually have one on Wednesday we're doing. So Okay. So that's so it took me a, a sec to find it. It's 13th. 13th Elm. So, yeah, so 13th, like, Friday 13th, yeah. Elm for Elm Street. Yeah. Two favorite films. We combined them. So, yeah. So, I tried 13 Elm. No, it's 13th. Yes. Like 13th, Friday the 13th yes. and then Elm podcast. Yep. Yep. And, uh, yeah, if you like Eric's baritone or whatever voice he has, <laughs> then you'll get to hear a bunch of that and, and, uh, and go. But, Eric, thank you so much, of man. Of course, man. Thank you I for finally you. having me. I've been waiting for this moment. Well, this you are now you are now complete. <laughs> you, it's all downhill this from here. This is it, man. This is it. I appreciate right, it. Eric, thanks, man. Thank you.